My Mac Podcast 327, Nuke and Pave. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast number 327. And this is this is kind of take two because uh, right in the middle of take one, and if you listen to the show all the way to the very end, uh, you'll be able to hear some of this. I got a call from Tim on the bat phone, and he says he's got an amazing announcement. What is it, Tim? Hey, it's number one. Sorry for my uh, audio quality. I'm on my laptop with no professional gear here in Chicago at Mac Specialist. Oh, look, people are and texting got me mail. at the same time. <laughs> on the bat mac <laughs> so i don't know if you saw the email yet or not guy um as you know we had been talking to paul kent at the MacWorld expo about the possibility of doing a live show there yes as we did last year now you did the my mac podcast last year with david cohen and i did the owc radio on the last day of the show for well owc right so this year, the idea was, since you're going to be there and I'm going to be there, we can do a joint MyMac.com podcast slash tech fan show. Oh, very cool. But Have... they never got back with us about it. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, I think maybe they did, and there was just some lost emails back and forth because I got an email from the Macworld Expo folks wanting to know exactly how to word it on their signage. And I said, okay, it's going to be the MyMac.com podcast and TechFan together. In all kinds but of weather. It would really be helpful if I knew exactly when, when or if this is going to happen. So it is official, Guy. You and I will be on the Macworld Live stage, which is at booth 752, on Saturday, January 29th, from noon to 1 p.m. Oh, very cool. I will, sk- I will, uh, I will hold off on lunch just for that. Just for that. Me Just too. for that. <laughs> well, maybe that's my lunch anyways. Yeah, know. well. So I think that's going to be very cool, guys. That you is cool. On the main stage, uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, so I guess maybe we ought to start making some plans. Well, yeah, but, I mean, why? Uh, we've never done that in the past. So. Why start now? <laughs> <laughs> why, why ruin a beautiful relationship? Exactly, with plans. You and so your guys, plans. I have people walking in here at Mac Specialist wanting their computer repaired, and uh, I guess I had to go help them. So I will run and wish you guys a great show. I can't wait to hear it. In, later in the week on my, uh, on my iPhone. And uh, have a great one, guys. All right. Thanks, Tim. Bye. Cheers, Tim. Well, that was exciting. Uh, how impromptu was that? <laughs> if that was, if just I, I would say perfect timing, but yeah, I, I hate nearly, to lie. Nearly, nearly yeah. Well, it it would have been perfect timing if we had <laughs> known he was going to call before he called. <laughs> now, anytime, anytime we can talk to Tim or get him on the podcast is fine with me. Absolutely. Um. So. Uh, now you know what I've I've lost all my complete train of thought. This is well, my Mac podcast number three twenty seven. You said that already. I did. Okay, <laughs> so everybody knows that now. They do. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> Everyone that's listening to this show, write it down. This is my Mac dot com by uh, number three twenty seven. Okay, so <laughs> now as as he's just mentioned, 
um, yes. my Mac Expo. Rather than jumping into our normal order, should we just briefly mention it? Because we were going to mention it in the first first section. Or or do you want to do the normal stuff first? No, no, we can talk about it first. The um, um, As everybody yeah. knows, the MyMac.com or my Mac, the Mac World Expo, not the MyMac.com <laughs> Expo, but the Mac World Expo 2011 is taking place this year on January 24th to the 26th. There'll, there'll be some, some pre-expo conferences and things like that on the 23rd at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And so far, nailed down to be there from MyMac.com is Tim Robertson, naturally. Uh, Owen Rubin, who you've who, who you've heard on this show many times, love you, Yay. Owen. Mark Rudd and um, someone named Guy Gasserl. Gasserl, it says here. Gasserl from MyMac.com, <laughs> and that that's a lock. As far I've got confirmation from both Owen and Mark, and obviously now from Tim as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I knew Tim was going to be there because we're actually going to share a hotel room because we don't have. I really don't want to know anymore. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor this year. Nobody would give us oh, money to go to Macworld. Oh, never mind. That's what. Well, see, they're saving their money because they're yes. going to buy me a new computer. <laughs> well, don't go down that old track. <laughs> no, again. no, 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 no. Now I'd love to be there. I really would love to be there. I'd love to come across, but it's just you know, it's as we said before, it's a county too far from. Me. Yeah, and it would be <laughs> especially. I, I don't know how much David was spending on airfare, but I, I can't imagine. That it's going to be, it would be that that cheap. No, it, it's probably a combination of things, really, with the airfare and uh, then the hotel stay. That's uh, that's probably going to, you know, put yeah. uh, put the mockers on it. But you know, perhaps another time. Perhaps another time. You never know. If I win the lottery between now and then, I'll 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 make a showing. Or if I win over... the lottery, I'll move you and your entire family over oh, here to the states. Kind. Yeah. Well, you know, you'll have to get a job. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know there was going to be a catch involved, right? So I'll tell you what, I, I think I'm going to have to keep really in close contact with you so I can, you know, I can perhaps report on uh, Macworld looking from the outside looking in or watching from the outside looking in. I think that will make a good part. And now I can report on that for some of the podcasts as well. Yeah, and and the other thing is, you know, now that we ha- we have a lockdown time for – you know, are the the combined mymac.com and tech fan, you know, thing that we're going to do. It's going to be at 12 noon on Saturday, the 26th. Yep. Which would be around five o'clock your time? No, 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 because that's 12 o'clock no, San Francisco it's a, it's time. A, yeah, it's an eight hour difference. So, so that's be about eight, eight, eight o'clock. Would you think you might be able to uh, Skype can- in? I'm sure I could um, I could make sure that I'm available, and uh, if everything's good, then yeah, I don't see why not. Because how cool would that? Because there's usually like I don't know what the stage is going to look like, but there's usually like a great big screen uh, behind the people that are that are presenting. No so, video. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool though for you to? Te- you know, it would actually, yeah, it would be cool. But let's let's you know we're jumping ahead of ourselves. I know, moment. but I'm all excited about it. Yeah, I can tell. Mm. I can tell. Yeah, well, I, I love I love going to the MacWorld Expo. This will be my fifth year in a row, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're just an old stalwart of the place, aren't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. I show up at the airport and they go, "Oh, it's him again." <laughs> Lousy tipper. Yeah. Well, we anyway, should, yeah. Let's. Um, so, so, so MacWorld is is obviously quite a big thing, and it's coming up at the end of uh, end of the month. But um, yes. 
there's a few things happening before then and uh, obviously we've also got stuff which has happened on the mymac.com uh, website since our last little episode yes there's been a couple of things um first up is a a uh, review by Russ Walkowitz the commuter series case for the iPad and, and this is for all those people that were that were really really scared that there was not going to be an iPad review at mymac.com this week <laughs> not to panic do not panic you have your <laughs> towel everything is fruity Russ Walkowitz has us covered and he really liked the Autobox commuter series case for the iPad he gave it a 9 out of 10 yeah, he got one or two small issues with it, but uh, hey, it's an iPad case, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, next on the website was um, a, a review by Scott Wilsey of the Go to My PC uh, application. Now, I see this a lot. I really do see the, you know, I hear about it a lot. Um, you hear about it on certain podcasts, and you know, right. obviously doing a little bit of a sponsorship there. Now, Scott's given it actually a a. A seven mm, yeah. out of ten. So that I think when reading through it, you know, there's one or two little things that it doesn't do on the Mac side, which it does do on the Windows side. So, uh, and that's why he scored it down a little bit. Mike, um, that's not really too much of a surprise because I mean, let's well, face it, their biggest clients are probably going to be you know Windows users. Yeah, so I, I would say reading through it, it's a fairly fair uh, review from Scott. So you know, if you've been thinking about go to my uh, PC, have a read, and yep. you'll see the highlighted items, which you know perhaps a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, and if this is something that you need, it's and it, you know you look at the cost of something like this, and it's it's not really that much money. You know he, he's got the prices here at nine ninety five to yeah. nineteen ninety five a month, and if this is something that that you really need, connectivity between your home and work PCs, or or you know however and however I, I, it is that you need your your you know your PCs virtual to another PC. This this is not a bad price. Yeah. Uh, next up is it's not a case. However, <laughs> well, it kind of is, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's a jacket, and you know, it it's well, I'd, I'd call it a holdall actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, looking at the pictures, it's it's almost like a man purse. It's the man the purse guy, for the, the iPad guy. review. I was just gonna, I was just going to ask you, <laughs> what does it actually hold? It holds an <laughs> iPad. <laughs> it's the jacket for the iPad. This is from STM Bags. And uh, this is another review from Russ Wakowicz. And uh, he, he also gave this a pretty good score, 9 out of 10. And it's not a bad-looking bag. It, it's not something that I would personally use. Usually for, you know, if I'm tooling about, I've got like a backpack or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it gives the iPad a little bit of protection, a bit of padded protection. It, oh, you sure. Throw it over your shoulder, you can throw a few other bits in there in the yeah, side pocket. Some but, accessories uh, or whatever. And it's you. not a bad price either, so go take a look. Yep. Now, next on, on the website, actually, it is we normally miss this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I had Don't to like ask. Don't like to blow our own horn. I had to. I had to ask. Well, no, I'm not blowing my own horn, our own horn, guy. Well, I, what I wanted to ask was the picture on the website <laughs> for the last week, the last week in the tumbleweeds. Is was that when you were struggling in life in general? Uh, no. I th <laughs> th th that was a picture of me taken back in the seventies <laughs> when 
<laughs> when I used to party quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, so if I'm you, kidding. If, if, if nothing else, I'm going to leave all your listeners in the lurch. Just go over to the MyMac.com website. <laughs> take a look at the, the image of uh, in the tumbleweeds from last week's uh, MyMac 326. Yeah, anyway, it's, it definitely th- shows my best side. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, the next item on the website is Five Star Apps. Uh, now, this is a book re- review by... Oh, oh, I, you know what? Ed, I'm ah, not even see- ready. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> Got to say the first name. Uh, okay. Five Star Apps, book review by <laughs> Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Oh, it's okay, just not please. the same. It's just not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same. I, I just, just wish you hadn't told us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Elisa gives this um, an absolutely um, a 9 out of 10, a high score for the book. And basically, it, it's a difficult one, this, because this is by Glenn Fleischman. Fleischman? You say Fleischman, I say Fleischman. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, as Elisa does say, you know... You, apps can be quite a personal thing as to you yeah. know, the type of apps that you want and what the sort of apps that you like um, but this is a book review of about I think it's about 200 um, five star apps that he deemed to be five star apps uh, and he's broken them down into different categories you don't have to read the book all the way through you can jump and um, and yeah. you know hop about the book to, to get to your favourite categories or you know just flip through it so I would say it's uh, probably worth a look, certainly worth a look if you're using your ipad a lot and you want to try and use your ipad more then here's a book to try and get the most out of it yep because because it's all about the apps isn't it well of course you know otherwise it's it's just another 10 inch tablet oh wait there aren't many other 10 inch tablets. <laughs> <laughs> it could be soon it yeah could be soon. oh yeah well ces is coming up and i'm hearing you know let's uh let's go off topic here for just a second you know and again it's not like something we do every week um ces is coming <laughs> up now last year last year the big deal was 3d tv which yeah oh yeah that's all everybody talked about 3d tv and mm. they a couple of the models that they showcased came out and as far as i know hardly anyone has bought them it's just, you know i i guess part I of it has people, to be because, i do know a few people that have bought them but um i'm not really sure that it's you know worth that it's taken you know it's not worth it yet i don't think no and and there's not a whole lot of 3d i mean just because you have a 3d tv doesn't mean you're going to have a 3d experience for you know every single thing that you watch on it because you know content like that has to be created and i just don't think there's enough 3D content to to make it worth the extra money that you would spend on it. There's probably enough 3D content. It's whether it's any good. That's the thing. But anyway, we're going completely off Mac topic. Yes. We like to do that. Uh, (laughs) Next up is a review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. See, I was ready that time. (laughs) (laughs) I just keyed you up, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten all about it, and so I was ready. Uh, it's the G Drive Slim Review. This is a G Technology by Hitachi. It's a 320 gigabyte mini, little mini hard drive. About a hundred bucks, mm. little less on Amazon. Um, it's USB connected, and you know she she liked it, but she thinks that the price was a little bit high for 320 gigabytes of storage. However, I would say now you have to keep in mind as well that this is a 2.5-inch drive as compared to 
3.5-inch drives, which are usually a little bit cheaper. And I haven't priced portable 2.5-inch uh, external drives in a while, so I don't know if this is really a good price mm, or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's probably a little bit heavy, but G Tech do um, Yeah, they Hitachi do does. Good, they got a they, good, they, uh, good rep. Yeah, and G-Tech have got a good reputation as well, so, yeah. Now, <laughs> finally, and I, I missed my cue there, didn't I? Yeah, well, finally. maybe. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's the show, man. Now, I've heard a lot about this app. It's called, um, it's a review by Mike Breed, and it's a review for Scrivener uh, for Mac OS X. Well, you say Scrivener, no, never mind. You say Scrivener and I say, say Scrivener. Yeah. <laughs> We're losing it this week. We really we are. are. Um, and <clears throat> I have heard quite a lot about this this particular app. And the review itself gets, uh, again, the app gets a 9 out of 10. Um, there was a slight downer because um, the reviewer was hoping that um, the developer would have an app out uh, for the iPad uh, and then, obviously, ideally, when you've got Scrivener and you, on your Mac and you've got Scrivener on your uh, on your iPad, he was hoping that they kind of sync it up. Sync it up, yeah. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen just yet. Now, he does say that the developer gives you some ways around that and how to sync up the two. Um, hang on a minute, how can you sync up the two if you? Well, you could use, you could use Dropbox. You could save all, all <laughs> the uh, all the files that you've created on Scrivener to Dropbox, and then if you have the Dropbox app in the iPad, then you're good. To, well. That, no, yeah. but what are you mm. going to edit it with? Anyway, it, it's, it's given some options as to how to get it onto the iPad, but the review is actually for the um, application on the um, on the Mac on your, on your Mac. Yeah, uh, and as I say, it does give it a high score, and I have heard lots of good things about Scrivener, and that it does all sorts of things which I've really got no use for. <laughs> Because I, you know, I use I use great text program. Bit. Too bad it. I just don't well, want it. No, yeah, but I just don't do that. Uh, writing, <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Guy. You know, if I did a lot of writing, there was reasons, you know, the, to use such a an application with all the, the the bells and whistles that I'm sure it gives you. Then I'd probably be looking at it. But I have heard um, a lot of people. Uh, talk up this particular application. So if you do a lot of writing and you are a bit of a scribe then Scrivener yeah. may be worth a look. Well, if if you're looking for just a word processor, this isn't the program that you want. No, no, no. So I think, uh, I think that's all we got for stuff at the MyMac.com podcast. I think it is. Um, I, think we bu- I think we butchered all of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we, we did get some feedback from uh, last show, I think, uh, from Tom Schmidt through Twitter saying that you know we were talking about the Mac App Store and I had a question whether it would update apps that you know not only that you purchased in the Mac App Store but other applications that were available in the Mac App Store that you had gotten in other ways and according well, think, to Tom he's think, saying no it won't no well I think you were actually asking the question whether that would be a, a possible option in the future because I, I I don't remember that little statement but I'll have to listen back and you know slap myself in the wrist when I find out you actually did say that but uh, my impression was that he was you know I think he was wondering whether that could be a possibility for the Mac App Store in the future um, but it certainly won't do it that's he's, he's yeah not not, not probably not off the bat there. no no and you know the the, the weird thing is that we're not going we're not going to talk I, about the Mac App Store tonight. 
No, although actually, one thing that nobody has picked up on, although I, or they probably have picked up on it and they've just not kicked us for it, because I actually picked up on it when I listen uh, back to um, some of it. I don't always listen back to the whole show, but I do listen back uh, to segments occasionally, because um, I've got far too many podcasts in my feed. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did notice that we said that we'd be talking about the Mac App Store in the third segment. Oh, and yeah, we, and, we, and we, we never did. We never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so these, that's a teaser out there for you, folks. You can yeah, wait till next week. It happens, <laughs> and and we would talk about it tonight, but it, it's not coming. Yeah, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday night. It's not coming out until Thursday. And yeah. if we wanted to get a show out this week, uh, we'll, do, we'll do it. We'll do it next week. No, yeah, but, we'll, we'll talk we, a lot about actually, the Mac App Store actually, next week. That's right, because we've actually got something else happening tonight. Oh yeah, we have a listener invite, uh, yeah. Andreas. Uh, no. Z Z Z. Now he'll Zit. he'll correct us when when he comes out. He's going to come on after the break, I believe. Yes, yes. And uh, he he is he's a writer. He does uh, screencasts. Uh, I believe in both German and English. And uh, oh. we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot more about him in just a little bit. And Gaz, we are hitting well over twenty minutes. Ooh. It's time to take a break. Okay. Yeah, it's all the talking you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's what I do. It's what I do, so, man. So, so, can I do it? Please, 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 can I do it? Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Oh, that was good. Don't you walk out that door, don't even pet the dog on the floor, just take your thing. If you're a fan of Apple's iOS devices, such as the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and even the Apple TV, please listen to my new podcast called The Pocket Size Podcast. It's available on MyMac.com and, well, even iTunes if you search really, really hard. Anyway, it stars myself, Scott, and my co-host, Peter. And don't forget about me, your loyal and faithful Macintosh computer. You were going to mention me, weren't you? Uh, sure... Pocket Size Podcast is a MyMac.com podcast. Find it at MyMac.com. Thank you for listening. We won't forget you, the little people. You do know that if I could record and edit this entire podcast on my iPhone, I would do it, right? Ouch. That hurts. I'm going into sleep mode now. Hey, MyMac listeners. Sam Levin here with App Minute. If you want the latest and greatest of app news information about cool things regarding apps. That means anything application-related, software, hardware peripherals, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, Android, you name it. you got to listen to App Minute. Check out AppMinute.com, one of the many, many cool, cool shows of the MyMac family. All right, thanks a lot from Sam Levin of AppMinute.com. Let it go, let it roll right off your shoulder, don't you know? The hardest part is over, let it in. Let your clarity define you in the end. We will only just remember how it feels. Our lives are made. Number seven in the alphabet but number one in your hearts. It's the G-Men, 
on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Here in the second segment, we uh, we have a listener invite. And Gaz, you know, I, we both managed to totally screw up his name. <laughs> yes. I, I can say it, Andreas. <laughs> well, okay. No, 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 no. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. What about the last name, Gaz? Seitler. Ah, damn bad. it. You, you were practicing. No, I wasn't. In the break, you practiced. <laughs> Seitler. Seitler? Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, that's okay. pretty good. Uh, what, I, think, I think he's from Scotland, aren't you, Andreas? No, no I, I thought it was Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> I'm from Germany, actually. <laughs> what part of Germany are you from? Um, Bavaria, the beer drinking part of uh, Germany. Oh, yeah, uh, what? That's uh, the capital is of that is what Munich. Yes, exactly. Ah, loved Munich when I went there. So, what is it that uh, that that brings you on to the MyMac.com podcast, Andreas? Um, I don't know exactly. I've been once listening to the MyMac.com podcast, and you were talking or you were saying you were looking for oh listen like listener to- invites yes and i yeah. thought well i could give it a try sure and, and here i am <laughs> excellent after, after so, a couple of <laughs> yeah go ahead I, I was just gonna say so presumably you've got a mac oh let's hope so <laughs> Okay. Yes, several <laughs> Macs in this household. Yes. Yeah, the, after, actually, we actually had a guest, and I'm not going to say who it who it was that actually did not own a Mac. Who, <laughs> and I did an interview with this person, and I'm, again, I'm not going to say who it was. And we managed to get throughout the entire interview oh, without man. saying that this person quotation marks <laughs> did not use a Mac. Okay. No. But I got you two got it covered. Inch MacBooks, uh, an iPad, and an iPhone four, and my girlfriend has a fifteen inch MacBook Pro, and my old iPhone three GS. So, but several. you do you actually you actually do something very interesting with your Macs though, uh, kind of like what um, uh, Don, Don yeah Don McAllister does from the UK. <laughs> You're also doing screencasts for Mac applications, not just of Mac applications, but I'm focusing on Mac applications, yes. Now, is this something that you do on your own, or is this also something that you do with your with your regular 9-to-5 job? Um, I'm doing it as, as, my, as my regular job, yes. I've, I've started off my career, you could say, from the university as, as an audio engineer, and I was never really happy with that job. And I started screencasting about, I don't know, five or six years ago. It wasn't called screencast at, at that time, which is, funnily enough, um, a, a nice fact to mention. Um, yeah, I recorded something for off, off my uh, screen mm-hmm. and uploaded it to YouTube. And now, I'm about, let's say, six years later, I get... Like oh it's it's screencasting what you do okay I'm like okay fine. And <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of tools were you using back five or six years ago? Because I, I know oh. that there were, of course, you know, screen capture tools. Yeah. But when you're talking about you know screen capturing with video and and menus mm-hmm. and and all the rest of it, a lot of that is is relatively recent. So what did yes. you use back then? 
Oh, I used the one from Ambrosia called Snaps Pro X. Oh, yeah. Which just records the screen or a part of the screen and then takes about years <laughs> to encode <laughs> what you just did. And then at the end, you have, boom, here's your video file. Now, did, did, did Snaps Pro X at the time have like the cool kind of tools like Camtasia and some of the other ones have where it'll zoom in and focus on the oh. mouse and all that? Or was it basically just what you just. have on the screen? Exactly. Just record what whatever is on the screen. Uh, record is record it as it is on the screen, and then at the end you have a video file, and that's it. So, so I can imagine actually, Andreas, that that gave you a, a different process to actually do the <clears throat> excuse me, yes. do the actual recording because you would have to when you can obviously do uh, use lots of tools afterwards. You mm-hmm. know, you can zoom in and you can uh, highlight certain sections. If you can't do that, obviously it, it, it means that you've got to change the way you have to do the recording. Uh, not not in so much as using the the application, but yes. obviously trying to highlight a certain section. Um, so presumably. Do you use a tool now which you can highlight afterwards in post, or that you oh, know, yeah. autom- automatically? So presumably, your, your the way you've um, you actually do the um, the recording has changed mm-hmm. over the years. Well, the recording hasn't. The editing has because now I'm using a tool called to record and and edit this to, to, to do a first edit of the screencast with ScreenFlow. Oh yeah, have. I know that program. Which is awesome on the Mac. It there, there's also Camtasia for Mac, but that's just not as good as the Windows version of Camtasia. Yeah, I had heard that. Okay, and so I'm using uh, Camtasia. Oh, sorry, ScreenFlow, <laughs> and I use Keynote to do some highlights in the screencast, like low thirds or showing icons or, or arrows or something. It's incredible. It's I, I hear that a lot. That key, you know, keynote is used in so many different um, video editing processes. It's yeah, just Tim, incredible. Tim, Tim uses that. He yeah. used that on a project he just did. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah, we yeah, that's right. We spoke cool. about that on TechFan, didn't we? Yeah, TechFan number twelve, which is still in iTunes. If you want to go and download it and hear the three wise men. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> so how, now you 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 started five or six years ago doing screencasts. Yes. And this is now your full time gig. This is what you do all the time now. Almost yes. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing mainly a website called MacOS10Screencasts.com. And that's your site, or is that somebody yes. else's site? Oh uh, man, uh, it started off as a joint venture project, but. Soon after it became famous, the other guys just didn't have enough time for the site. And now it's almost uh, one guy doing the whole show. Really? Who's that? Me. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that. I knew that. So uh, is there a particular kind of screencast that you focus on? Yeah, I'm focusing on, on tutorials. I'm doing a lot of reviews. And I'm doing because I get I got a partner who has a freeware Mac uh, website, and therefore I do a lot of freeware Mac uh, screencasts as well. So once a month you get a 
freeware screencast i'm trying to get one uh, i'm trying to get a tutorial done once a month and i'm currently doing two reviews a month and and how how do people i mean is this like a subscription service that that yeah. you that you pay for and then you have access to all these screencasts i'm trying to get the the, I'm trying to have the screencasts as ad-free as possible for my subscribers. You can uh, subscribe through iTunes. It's just a regular podcast. I'll, I'll, but wait, sorry. give 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 the uh, give the name of that in oh, iTunes. It's just magazinescreencast.com. For the English guys, there's the English video feed, and for the German people, there's the German feed as well. And I, I understand you're getting ready to do a Swedish one. I'm, oh, yes. ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> followed, followed, <laughs> followed quickly by a North Korean one. He's just branching out all over the place. Oh, yeah. So, Andreas, I, you said you started off by uploading your videos to YouTube. Do you still do that, or do you only do you only put I them in the iTunes feed? I still do, but the 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 YouTube feed or the YouTube videos aren't as up to date as the podcast feed. Right and. The people, uh, the, the, uh, you can also watch the screencast on the website. So I just reactivated my German uh, top-level domain, which is microstandscreencast.de, uh, to show off the, the German videos on the website. But they have lower resolution and they have ads in them. But if you subscribe through iTunes, they have a lo- uh, they have a bigger resolution and currently no ads in them. So. And you can yep. you can watch these on your iPhone. You can watch them on your iPad. You can watch them through your Mac. Pretty much uh, uh, any any yes. Apple device that uh, that you may have handy. Maybe yes, <laughs> that's a big problem actually. Because, oh really? Why is that? Uh, because you need to get the the, the encoding settings uh, the way the iPad or the iPhone expects them to be. So the iPhone can't play like uh, a DVD. Uh, Bitrate video, right? Uh, you have to choose a lower bitrate for iPhone and for iPad. You have to set special flags for iPad. Now, does that mean you have to do three different versions, or can you can you upload it as one and then just specify the the lower the lower bit values for other people? No, I I found a I found a QuickTime setting that works quality wise. Very good on the iPhone and the iPad, and on the the Mac as well. So I'm using one format for the website, uh, which is the lower lower resolution format, and I'm using another uh, another version for which you can or which you can download from the podcast on iTunes, and that gets synced to the iPad. So yeah. now you've have have you had like trouble in the past? I guess this has been kind of over the years, kind of an experiment. On mm-hmm. on on how you create your screencasts? Oh yeah, because because I'm doing. I know I get a lot of English people or English speaking people to the websites. Uh, for about twenty percent of all the visitors coming to the website, I can't just measure the people from the uh, which are coming to the website. So I know about twenty percent are coming from, let's say, America, Chinese, China. Um, I got a lot of people from the UK, um, Spain, and all over the world. And therefore, I'm trying to get English screencasts and German screencasts. And that's a big problem because I could 
record the screencast in German and then do the English overdub, so just the voice over the video. But that's it's, not really. Yes. Yeah, I, I would imagine that that would be because of you know the differences in the language and how long it takes you to to say something it's, in German yeah. as compared to saying something in English that the timing can be off a little bit. Mm -hmm. It is. Well, how do you get around that, or do you just have to record another one? I, yeah, quality wise, the best that I found is just to record um, an English one and then do a German one separately which means i have to edit each screencast twice <laughs> yeah I, I was just thinking you could perhaps do it so that you you know you get your timing uh, and then edit afterwards mm -hmm. but i could imagine that being as long a process as just re-recording it exactly so yeah. i know from another screencaster he works for the the camtasia guys mm -hmm. they he once had to do korean I believe. Oh, uh, screencast. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, he's from Germany as well. So, But he speaks he, Korean? No, no, he doesn't. That's oh, the, okay. The, that's the weird thing. He just gets the, the, so the way it works for them, they get the script read, and then they send off the script to a Korean guy. He translated to Korean. They get a Korean speaker. They record the Korean speaker. The, record, the, the Korean recorded speaker gets sent back to the us or or germany and then he knows what the guy is saying but in korean and then he tries to do what he's saying in the time he <laughs> is saying it <laughs> you know? yeah he said that it's, can, it's like oh god he's going too fast ah! <laughs> <laughs> slow down yes. so yeah he even even has some kind of keyboard audio trigger thing so um, whenever he presses a button, he, uh, the next audio sample gets played. <laughs> so that's just, I, I heard the, the story and that, I thought, wow, that's a cool idea, but way too yeah, know, awkward. Well, and, well, and, and the bad part would be, you know, if he, if he messes up on his timing or if, you know, the, <laughs> the Korean guy just wants to mess with him and throws in some extra stuff, he has no idea what the guy is saying. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> but... No. I mean, you can do a lot of editing afterwards. Like, I'm doing a lot of editing afterwards. People probably wouldn't believe how much stuff I cut out from the screencasts. All the swearing. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Sword doesn't do <laughs> yeah, Gaz supposed. and I wouldn't know anything about swearing. No, no we, we, I mean, the thing is, though, I, I have heard that when it comes to video yeah. um, creation... There is so much editing that needs to go on. Yeah. And having never really done it, although yeah. I've watched my girls do a little bit in iMovie, I know that's totally different. I know it's completely different, but it's, it's you know, there is so much fiddling that you have to do. Sure. Um, you know, I just I just couldn't even get my mind around even, in, even trying to start it. But uh, mm. um, certainly heard so many people say, that, you know, you can record and record and record and the edit afterward is just, is just the biggest job. Exactly. Now, have you had any problems with uh, with software over the years? <laughs> yes, of course, because I get to play with with all the beta software. And when I get the be first beta version of a software, that's oh, just... that you're that you're actually doing a screencast about exactly. So I also I, I split Mac OS Ten screencasts to the from from just the website to now professional other I don't know branch. Where where I'm looking for iOS and Mac OS developers, 
I need a screencast and then get me booked uh, to edit their screencast like for an ad or something. Um, now, are there any are yes. there any screencast tools available for mm-hmm. for the iPad where you can record now, or do you have to kind of use the um, developers package? Nope. In order to record um, what's going on on the screen. Yeah, and that's a big problem actually. I, w- mm. I always try. I always have this email set up that's sent to Steve at Mac at Apple dot com. I've heard of but him. I, yeah, but I didn't send it yet. I'm tempted to do. <laughs> well, so far it, it doesn't seem that that Apple is, seems that interested in yes. exporting, you know, whatever is going on on your iPad screen yeah, through the dock connector to either an HDMI or composite component cable output mm-hmm. to your TV set, which I think would just be awesome. Awesome. Yes. It would be awesome. I mean, currently you have to jailbreak the iPad or yeah. The iPhone. Um, there are a couple of solutions available. One solution just copies the the iPad screen and uh, outputs it through how is it called the VGA connector, I believe. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a I think there's a VGA and a DVI output cable available. Yes, exactly. I think the VGA one is the is quality wise the best uh, choice. Really better than thing, DVI. The guy who programs it writes oh, in his okay. description in Cydia that if you if you get access to the AVGA connector, use it because it's great. <laughs> uh, the other solution is to record uh, the screen on the iPad, which is another... I mean, it's not a real big problem, but it is a problem because you always have to have a lot of space on the iPad available to do the recording. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, it's not a, a neat. Space. It's not a. It's not a neat solution, is it, to do it that way? No, not really. And the the video sometimes is a bit choppy, and it all it already records into a compressed format, not a real uncompressed format. So, uh, quality wise, it could could be better. Now, when when you started screencasting. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you had like a a regular Joe job at the time, and this was just something you kind of did on the side. Mm-hmm. Now, at what point did you did you decide to, that this is something you wanted to do full time? Huh. Um, when I was in last year, I, I had the idea in June or May. I think it was May when I gave a talk at NS Conference Mini in in, in Birmingham. And a guy came to me saying, I was already working on a, on a tutorial DVD for a German company. Um, and this guy came to me saying, how can I record this cheapest screencast possible? <laughs> like, uh, okay, you can use... And I was thinking about that a, couple, a while, and I gave him my answer. Yeah, it, it's of, really something of, that you need to have experience at to do well. Exactly. That's why I came up with the idea for for the commercial part of macOS 10 screencasts, where I'm trying to help developers get their first screencast to a hopefully low price. Um, so I'm teaching them to... I try to teach them um, screencasting. I, I give them the tools. I can lend them uh, microphones, I can lend them uh, my software and all that stuff. 
and that way i believe those uh, developers can get pretty decent screencasts without having to get all this stuff and having it and and having it lying around for like everything uh, what, for like everything. well yes. c- couldn't couldn't they just go ahead and hire you to do it for them yes they can actually they do that <laughs> it, well, it, I mean, instead of instead of having you hang around, okay, well, here's the microphone, here's the tools, here's how you use them. Just <laughs> give you the money and say, this is what we want in the screencast, and have you yeah, do it. I know. Um, it turns out, although I had this idea of making them do the whole thing, uh, they just say, well, uh, you can do this stuff a lot better. Just do it, okay? <laughs> so it, it kind of evolved from that. Yeah. Kind of, but I'm still offering this service though. But they aren't really interested in that. <laughs> They'd rather have somebody else do it for them. Yes, exactly, because they are just so busy programming. So, what kind of what kind of um, now, is this pretty steady, or or as a freelancer, do you have sometimes like dry spells? Oh yes, of course. Sometimes I do have time to write articles for other websites, which I'm doing currently a lot. Well, you're 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 getting yes. ready to submit some stuff to mymac.com, right? I just have lined up two articles for my Mac. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And we'll try so we'll too. try we'll try not to screw up your name when we uh, when we announce them. <laughs> okay, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I should send you a sample of my, of me saying my name, and you just play the sample. <laughs> yeah, and well, I do it. For, I do it for Elisa Paselli. Yeah. yeah, I think guy. I think guy. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the rule now. That you know, anybody who puts articles on the mymac dot com uh, website have to also send us a audio clip of them saying their name. I think yeah. that's you know that's, <laughs> that's just brilliant. natural. It's brilliant. It's a, it's, a, it's a natural process which you know can just be instilled into any new new writer new writer, writer from mymac dot com. I love how you said it's a natural process. Yes. <laughs> well, unlike unlike the podcast, oh, never mind. Um, now, you, now when when you're hired when you're hired to do these to do these projects, how long do they does it usually take to do it, or does it kind of depend on the uh, the project itself? And do they give you like a time period to to get it done? sometimes they do sometimes they don't um it really depends on the project so doing like a tutorial screencast usually just takes i don't know a couple of hours when you have the script uh, ready but if you're creating an ad which i'm currently doing uh it takes a lot of time i'm i'm i need about three days to get the whole thing done to to edit uh, an, an ad which is about two minutes long. <laughs> of course, I didn't. It, you know, this is my first ad, so obviously it takes a bit longer. Well, but sure, not, not three days. I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, Andreas, we uh, we need to take a break. Are you going to hang around for the third segment? Maybe. <laughs> or, I mean, yes, well, I do. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's kind of a yes or no thing. All right, so everybody, please. That's it's fine. Uh, Gaz? You want me to say it again? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'll double your salary. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> everyone, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. He nailed it again. 
Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case, uh, make it out to cash, and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, mail. your money not your life but if you try to make a move i won't think twice i told him you could have my cash but first you know i gotta ask what made you want to live this kind of life he said there ain't no rest for the wicked money don't grow on trees i got bills to pay i got worthy of space in your itunes directory the g-men on the mymac.com podcast Welcome back, everybody. Well, we still have Andreas here, and we still have Guy here, and obviously I'm still here because I'm talking. So well, I hope go- so. <laughs> it's I am a robot. I am a robot. <laughs> so Welcome Guy. to the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, last week <laughs> you were talking about um, doing something to your Mac, and it hadn't quite fixed what you was hoping to fix. So have you been doing any more things to your Mac? Well, not to the one I'm using right now because you know what you know, when you do this procedure that we're about to talk about sometimes there is no going back once you start. <laughs> so I I decided now I've I've got a 15-inch MacBook Pro that I okay. you know is of course you know it's the machine I'm going to have at Macworld but if perchance something bad happened and I couldn't recover, there wasn't anything on it that I couldn't put back on. So that's something to be very, very aware of if you're going to do, like, a nuke and pave. So... (laughs) I I must say, I do hate that terminology. I I think I've I've rarely used it, and I I really don't dislike the the terminology, but I think everybody understands what you mean by a nuke and pave. Well, and it is accurate, you know... you, yeah, well, it is. Yeah, I basically, I, I, <laughs> I turned the machine on, I booted up from my Snow Leopard disc. Before I did anything else, I went into disk utility and reformatted the drive. And I hope you, I hope you did something else before you did that. Oh, you mean like a backup? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, not for the MacBook Pro. Like I said, there wasn't okay. anything on it uh, right. that, okay. that I was worried about losing forever. Okay. That's my travel machine. Now, I, now, 
at the same time I was doing that, I was doing, because I was thinking, of, well, if this works out well, I'll do it to the iMac, too. I did a so, full so backup on ex- the iMac. Was this, was this an experiment to see how it worked? Because, obviously, you were quite happy with you know doing this on the, on the um, MacBook. Well, not sure if happy is, is quite well, the word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was content to do it. You resigned to trying it out. Yes. So <laughs> uh, I went ahead and, and wiped the drive using my OS, OS 10, 10.6 disk, Snow Leopard, and then reinstalled just the operating system. And then, of course, once the operating system was on, did all the updates. And by the time all that was done, we're talking a couple of hours, my 320 gig drive went from about 120 gigs open to over 250 gigs. Actually, it was closer. It was closer to 300 gigs open. And I noticed that it seemed a lot snappier. Now, okay. the, the stuff that I had on this machine started off with an iBook G4, a 933 megahertz iBook G4. Once I bought the MacBook Pro, I had transferred all the information from the iBook to the MacBook Pro, so there was a lot of old power PC crap that was in old, there. A lot of old gunk on there, was there? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it just seemed that once I took all that old stuff off, and just had you know a fresh install of OS X, and I started reloading my apps. I put on uh, Final Cut Express, um, a clean install of Photoshop and Premiere Elements. You know, just most of the software that I knew that I I was going to use not only here at the house but when I went to MacWorld. And there's still a couple yeah. more I have to put on there. But okay. I mean I just have a ton of space on this machine now. Now one of the problems I had last year at MacWorld, I was using an external drive for doing video and I had lots of problems getting that drive to talk to the machine. Well now that I've got all this space on the internal drive and these are sh- relatively short videos, it's not as important that I use an external drive for when mm-hmm. I go to Macworld, assuming I even do any video this year. But just getting rid of all that old crap just seems to make just seem to have made the machine a lot snappier. And if you're going to do something like this, now I didn't really care with the MacBook Pro because, like I said, there wasn't anything on it that I just couldn't afford to lose. The iMac is a slightly different story. Before you go on, a question has just come to my mind. Yeah. And I don't know whether Andreas will be able to answer this or not, um, or if any of the uh, tech listeners that are out there could possibly answer this. Now, when you transferred all of your information and data across from the old PowerPC, does that mean that you would have also transferred any fragmentation in the makeup of those uh, of the software as well. Because we keep getting told that we don't need to defrag our, our Macs, but I keep hearing different different statements about that. Some people say that we don't have to. Some people say that, well, periodically it probably doesn't do it any harm, um, which indicates to me that if they are saying it doesn't do it any harm, does that mean that it's actually getting defragged? So... That aside, that aside as a question, mm-hmm. if you had a defragged, if, you know, if that does happen, if you have fragmented sections on your uh, PowerPC, would that software have been brought over, I wonder, fragmented onto your MacBook as well? 
Not that I'm aware of, because usually as it's transferring data or data, it, it should put it into the right locations. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think when you're when you're doing a complete reinstall, or even if you're bringing information over from, say, Time Machine or a backup you've made with you know several other programs that are out there, I yeah. I think most of the fragmentation problems when we'll call it a problem just because i don't like to th- think about having a fragmented hard drive um <laughs> i think most of those go away okay. but i i could be yeah. wrong there's nothing uh, no no so rewriting the whole hard disk basically hmm, eliminates all the fragmentation on the hard drive because you're because that's fragmentation it f- fragments all the the bits uh, over the the hard disk, and if you rewrite the whole thing from scratch, you don't have any fragmentation anymore. Yeah, my my, I think my question was more aimed <clears throat> at the fact that when uh, a guy originally uh, transferred his data across right from, from, from the iBook, I whether the yeah whether that fragmentation yes. would have been brought across as well. I'm, no, I don't I don't think so because that no, was I, the iBook no. was on ten four. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the the system is clever enough to say, "Okay, I'm moving everything across, so I'm now going to move it across in some sort of decent order." I would hope that's what the system would would do. But uh, you know, I, I was just wondering, you know, the the slowness of your machine. You, you say you think it's got a bit snappier since you've done the new compave. Whether that was, you know, it just compounded the issue long term when you moved, you know, because I've done exactly the same thing, guy. You know, I I've completely wiped a disk, but obviously I've got my back. Backup, and then I've transferred right. all the data back, mm. and it's you know just the way you were talking about it and saying it seems to be a bit snappier. I just suddenly wondered whether that was you know a possible possible issue. But someone might let us know. Yeah. Mm. So, but basically, I'm eventually I'm going to do this, and, and I'm not going to do it before MacWorld. Um, I'm going to do this as well for the iMac. And one of the first things I'm going to have to do is go through my applications folder and make the determination on which apps I'm going to reinstall because I've had this machine now for over four years. And, mm-hmm. and on top of that, it, this was pulled over from an old um, tower G4 Mac that I've had since I think 2002, 2003. So there's, there's a lot of apps on here that I don't even know if they even still work anymore. <laughs> So <laughs> that, that would have been my first question. Question, yeah. actually. I mean, well, what I just, are I just the don't downsides of new compave? Do you? I well, mean, the uh, downside, have, the downside yeah. is number one, it takes up a, a hell of a lot of time. <laughs> okay, and all the the re-registrations of the applications. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because and that's getting a big the latest versions for me. Yeah, plus any preferences, obviously, for any of those applications as well. That's one thing that I, because I know that, you know, uh, there are a lot of applications in uh, out there which I, I adjust and I get the preferences right so that I'm happy with them. And all of those preferences, when you do a new compare and you reinstall it, you right. know, if you've then got to either somehow drag, you know, find those preferences from the old machine and then bring them across, or you've got to manually sit there and, and get the preferences set up right again. Yeah, right. and that can be a problem. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I've got well over 200 applications in my applications folder and most of them I haven't used in a very, very long time. Yeah, so purging can be a good thing. 
yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, you end up, you take a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to, to get things back the way you want them. But I mm. think overall that you'll have, you'll have a better machine for it. But yeah. anyone who's listening, if you're contemplating this, for the love of God, <laughs> use Carbon <laughs> Copy Cloner or Super Duper, Super Duper and or make a com- yes, make a complete backup, backup. and yeah. make sure I don't even I can't believe I'm even saying this. Make sure that the backup is on a different drive than the one you're <laughs> going to nuke and pave. If yeah. I don't say that, there will be someone no. who will yes. call yes. our number, I'm which not- is seven zero three four three six nine five zero one, and say I just lost everything I ever own because I did a because nuke and pave like you I, told I, me to. That's right, and there's a very important thing here. Even if you your machine is partitioned, especially if your machine is partitioned, oh yes, do not think that that partition is on a separate drive if it's uh, internal. Make sure you back up to a separate drive. And also, guy, yes, one thing: those applications that you think you're going to keep, make sure you store the license information as well. Yes, mm. and a couple good places to do that would be like Dropbox, um, or password. Yeah, one password. All the places that are not associated directly with the computer that you are about to erase. <laughs> and I think, I think we've covered that about as good as we're going I, to in a I, relatively I short segment that. like that. Yeah, just like, my, uh, just like my MacBook Pro right now. No, yeah, well, let's you know keep it, keep an eye on it and keep us updated on that one. To see how it's going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure it's going to come up again. You know, I mean, uh, just trying to get everything that I need done to that machine in the next uh, two weeks is going to be uh, it's going to be fun. He said with gritted teeth. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's go ahead because we're we're running way way long. Let's go ahead and do our app recommendations. Uh, Andreas, you are the guest, so good, good. You get to go first. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so I got an app. Uh, I got a game that's called Symbotica. It's available for iPad, and it's also available as a card game. Can you like, combine the two together? That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, you throw, no, out, you throw out iPads like you're shuffling cards. Imagine just trying to shuffle 52 iPads. I know the guy who invented it, so <laughs> maybe I... No, just kidding. Okay, so the bo- game is called Symbotica. It's, it started off as a, as a card game. Um, and the guy who invented it also made it available for the iPad, which is just, you know, the copy of the card game. Um, we actually we played it this year over the the holidays and Christmas with our families. So my girlfriend and I were playing with her family. We were playing the card game with them, and we played the iPad version with my parents. And it's pretty fun, actually. So, well, how the, how does the game work? Yes. That's what I'm just going to. Oh, well, sorry. That's what I was. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's fine. So you got cards, different cards, obviously, with different shapes, and you have uh, shapes in different colors. And the way the game works is you have to put those games onto a matrix of available, I don't know, places. Um, 
almost and like you, almost like what solitaire or free cell with with partners. Uh, people, I heard people s- s- comparing it to Domino. Do you know Domino? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much like Domino, but with a limited space. So the matrix matrix is maximum uh, eight by eight uh, pieces. And the way it works is you always have to place uh, a new card or the, the card or the tile you want to play on another card, which either matches the shape or the color. Oh, and I it, see. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you get points according to the edges of the shape you're playing. So if you put, a, uh, uh, I don't know, a triangle or a yellow triangle next to a yellow square, you get three by four points. As compared to? As compared to, I don't know, if you place them on a, on a I don't know, you place a well, yellow... So, but there are, so there, are, there are like different as, parts as a, of the... As of, opposed to not placing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't play, you don't get any points. Exactly. Uh, so okay. it, I tell you what, it sounds and looks, and this is something I think I'm going to certainly have a look at getting because it, it looks like a good little strategy game, actually. Yeah, I, I actually can't, can't look at it right now because I don't have iTunes open. Uh. <laughs> oh, you just can go to the main website, which is symbotica.com. Oh, that's true. And don't let you fool by your iPhone or iOS autocorrection. It's not symbiotic, it's symbotica. Symbotica. Yeah. And it's um, this, um, the iPad screenshots I've got here, it's um, it's a little bit misleading on the website because I thought it was £4.99. It's actually £1.79 uh, in the yeah. UK App Store. So it's, it's, probab- it's probably the two fifty nine or two ninety nine uh, dollars yeah. I would say, something yeah. like that. It is. But, oh, uh, yeah. I see how that, 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 is, that does look cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it's, a good little strategy. Game, it turns out to be pretty much fun with your with your families because they have a. I mean, for my parents, they aren't tech guys really, and now I got my iPad. I'm like showing them the iPad. I'm like saying, "Hey, there's a car game. Let's play this car game here." And they're yeah. they're like, "Sure," <laughs> as opposed to. No, we're not playing on an iPad. That's, 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 that's good. That's good. That's a good recommendation. Uh-huh. What, what you got, Gaz? Well, I've, I, I, you the other week uh, pointed me into some of the reviews that we've been having, and I think we're getting a few new listeners. And I think amongst some of those new listeners, we're also getting people that are coming across from uh, the world of Windows. <gasps> plus, a plus possibly, you know, any other uh, um, formats that uh, could be out there. And one of the things a lot of people um, always want when they come over is, uh, you know, an IM uh, right. chat uh, client. And it, I do use it occasionally, but, and, but when I first came over, I certainly used it quite a lot. And that's Adium or Adium. You say Adium, Adium, and I'll say Adium. Um, <laughs> so we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a nice um, little client, uh, chat client, and it'll accept most different formats, you know, from, all, well, there's loads of different formats out there. And, and Adi- Adium, you say Adium, I say Adium. Um, I've gotten that wrong. Um, basically, use it. Try it out, especially if you're just moving over. And if you haven't tried it before and you've been a long Mac user, give it a shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now, I've got one that's that, you know, I, I have used a couple of different pro because I have two monitors that I use. Can I jump in here? Sure. This, this looks an absolute nugget. 
guy, when I took a look at this, absolute nugget. I don't know where you found it, but it's a corker, I think. Uh, well, actually, it was weird. I was, you know, as I usually do, perusing the web for stuff to talk about, and there was a, a little bit on this in, I think it was Mac Update, uh, MacUpdate.com. Right. And I ha- I've used everything from, like, second bar to have a menu on my, my second monitor to, you know, I mean, just... I've tried all different kinds of stuff and, and none of them, you know, some of them either don't work the way I thought they were going to, or don't work very well. This one, however, not only does it work well and give me the menu that I want on my second monitor, it also does something. Now, anyone who's listening from the windows world will sit there and say, well, yeah, isn't that the way things are supposed to work? But it's not the way things are in the Apple world. In the (laughs) Apple world, all your menus are on top of the screen in the windows world they're on every single window menu anywhere not only puts a menu bar on my second monitor it also puts on every single window the same menu for that program right there on that window and again for people listening from the windows world going what's the big deal on the mac side (laughs) it is a big deal and it's you, it can it can be if you've got a big screen and you've got applications all over the place well, like you know, you like I do the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can have this set up in so many different ways you can have it so that the menu bar disappears when you, you know and comes up only on mouse over you've got different options for the way it's going to look within the little menu that's that's on each of these individual windows um this program, I haven't bought it yet. It, it, it's only fifteen bucks. It's from where is it? Binary Baker. Yep. Sorry, Binary, binary ba- Bakery. Ba- bakery. Yeah, BinaryBakery.com. <laughs> menu, menu anywhere. Or sorry, God, menu everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> there's a menu. Binary Bakery. Menu everywhere. Everywhere. Wow. <laughs> that was I think, tough. I think I, I'm certainly going to look at buying buy that one because I, I I like the look of this. I this really yeah, like this this really is. It, it's it's an amazing program that I am just not doing justice for because I no. really really like it so they've far. Got a, they've got a great little video actually on the website. So you know, take uh, a look. Go for the link in the, on our website and take a look at um, at the video that they've got there. And Ooh. I think that's going to do it for the evening. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. perfect. Andreas, so Andreas, yeah, go ahead. Where, hmm? where can where can you be found on the interwebs? Well, obviously on macOS10screencast.com and dot de. I'm, my personal Twitter pro- profile, sorry, <clears throat> my personal Twitter profile is twitter.com/zettt, or for the British people, it's zettt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that's basically how you can find me on the web. How about you, Gaz? Well, you can find me at uh, gaz at mymac.com. You can also find me at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. And I can be found at guy at mymac.com. If any of you know a good speech therapist, that probably wouldn't be a bad (laughs) idea. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. (laughs) <laughs> Shh, keep it on the down low and uh we also can you can also reach us and fearless leader tim at feedback at mymac.com and gaz i know 
this is going to come as a shock to you. Yes, go on, tell me. We I'm have ready. a Skype number. Down. We have a Skype number. Seven. Oh. Three. Four. Three. Six. Nine. Five. Zero. One. Seven oh three four three six nine five zero one. That was not rehearsed, but it really came out weird. <laughs> so Andreas, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. We really thank appreciate it. And we're actually going to record a little bit after this. Um we, we kinda ran out of time. We wanted to talk about the Mac App Store, but by the time you guys hear this, the Mac App Store will be out already. Uh, so we're going to record a little bit that we'll probably play uh, next week. Wait for it for then. And in the meantime, you know, thanks for downloading. Please leave comments at in iTunes. We, we got like three or four right now for just the show that uh, Gaz and I have been doing. And we appreciate those comments. We need to read those out. One of these shows, Gaz. Yeah, I think we should. I think yeah, we should. yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll do that next week uh, unless we get a lot of feedback, which you guys have been neglecting. Shame on you. <laughs> Call the number. Leave us messages on on uh, Twitter on on the Twitters. How's that go? Is that right? The Twitters guy. Yeah. yeah. Kill it. Finish uh, it up. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 327 of our weekly show. 327, that's a big number, Gaz. It, they're getting bigger all the time, isn't, aren't they? I mean, it just it amazes me. Every week, the number goes up. <sighs> you know, I turned off... It, it, guess who's calling me on the phone right now? <laughs> oh, dear. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I it's, hear it. it's Tim. It's Tim. <laughs> Can you believe that? Right at the start yeah. of the podcast. Hey, Tim. Hey, we are in the middle of recording the podcast. <laughs> Can I call you back? <laughs> About what? I love that. All I can hear is... Okay, let's see. No, yes. All right, speak to us, Tim. Can you hear him? Gaz? Now all I can hear is... <laughs> it's really, really soft. Yeah. Are you going to come on Skype? This is an outtake. Uh, I can come on Skype for a second. Okay, come on Skype. Okay. Okay, bye. There's nothing like being organized, and we're nothing like being organized. <laughs> we're nothing like being organized. Tis a favorite project of mine, a new value of pi to assign. I would fix it at 3, for it's simpler, you see, than 3.14159.